Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks. Well, Newsjack is back, or will be very soon, and uh, next week we'll be talking to the host Angela Barnes, but this week we're concentrating on how to maximise your chances of getting stuff onto that show. So it's a great way in, and we've talked about it before, and this week we're really focusing on that. So in a little while we'll be talking to the producer of that show, uh, Adnan Ahmed, um, about what he's looking for, but we start off by talking to some of the uh, commission writers, Laura Major and Mike Shepard. Uh, we're here discussing Newsjack, with, uh, and we've got with us the uh, two contract writers for, uh, well, BBC at the moment, and the current series of Newsjack, uh, Laura Major. Hello, yes. And Mike Shepard. Hello. <laughs> First of all, can you just quickly uh, tell us, tell everybody, our listeners, what it means to be a contract writer? Uh, Other than being incredibly well paid, presumably. Well, obviously, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I mean, that goes, that yeah. goes without saying. That, we... that diamond crystal mug that you're holding in your hand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That sweet radio money. Yeah. Anyway. I only really got into this game for the chicks. <laughs> 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 Radio comedy, that's where it's at. Yes. But um, what does it involve? What do you do? Well, we are essentially here, I mean, primarily to work on the topicals. So News Quiz, News Jack, uh, The Now Show and Dead Ringers. Um, But we are in for hopefully what will be a year, providing we don't do anything particularly naughty. Yeah. Um, if you look for the chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag me too. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Those are not the views of the BBC, yeah. or, or indeed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we we're, we're we're working on those shows. Um, mm. We're hopefully getting the opportunity to do uh, to develop some of our own um, writing as well. Mm. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's that's it really, Mike. Well, that's it. We're we're there. We're available. Any producer can email us and say, can you put more jokes in this? Can you have a look at this? Yeah. Um, and the, the benefit to them is that um, we're free because yeah. we don't yeah. cost any more than our, yes. than our yeah, salary. So, so yeah. you are on, writers on hand yeah. to be grabbed yes. by the yeah. department as and when as needed. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I first met Laura about four, less than four years ago, I think. Uh, I helped interview her for uh, <laughs> a place on the National Film Television Student uh, Comedy Writing Course, which we've talked about a lot and we've interviewed Bill Dare on here, mm. the tutor. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would call quite a swift, uh, swift turnover. Really, you only graduated about two years ago, and here you are now a BBC. It sounds like you're trying to take credit, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. You, Suggesting uh, perhaps even that Laura owes you money. Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Bill uh, wasn't didn't yeah. want you, but I yeah. put my foot down. I said, no, you've got to have Laura. <laughs> But Give the kid a yeah. chance. Yes, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> she goes or I go, right? Yeah. She stays or I go. So I just, just uh, interesting to know, and, and, and Mike, if yeah. you could tell us as well, what your your journey to, to, to the place of contract writer, how that uh, happened. Yeah, well, I suppose, I mean, that's pretty much where it started on the National um, Film and Television School course with Bill. Um, I'd done some theatre writing before that, uh, but Vaughan wanted to get into um, TV and radio. Uh, And then obviously I met Bill while on the course, and actually one of the the pieces of writing I did on the course was was commissioned by Radio 4 uh, many, many years ago, it feels like now, um, and has has now become an online uh, series of, of 
10 three minute short episodes cool. um, so that's sort of how I got to know the department but Bill invited me in to do some work on Dead Ringers and as with all of these things it's sort of you kind of meet other producers and then eventually you know if you do a good enough job on one show hopefully you'll get called in to work on another show mm-hmm. um, so so it really sort of happened like that and yeah. then and then mm-hmm. uh, was interviewed for this role last year and thankfully got it yeah yeah Mike could you tell us your my journey journey thankfully I've been involved I had been involved in fringe theater for about a decade um, which is great because it gives you a real chance to uh, learn how to write while uh, nobody pays any attention to anything <laughs> that you ever do. Um, I've been doing stand-up comedy for about five years and then I started, I, I got a chance to be a, uh, as an, to do additional material on the news quiz about two years ago and that was one of those things where you turn up in the room. Yeah. How, well, how did you get that? Where did that come from? Um, that was, um, interestingly... Uh, it was one of those things where a friend recommended me um, and they asked, the, the then producer asked me to sort of send in a, a page of one-liners on mm. any given subject and they'd see if they could slot me in for an additional material role. Um, they didn't contact me again. I was bathed in shame because writing <laughs> the news quiz had been the one thing that I, the one thing that I was determined that I would do right. since about the age of twelve when I listened to the news quiz and I heard that there were names that I was like, right. oh, I suddenly realised that the chairman's script, the chairman's script was yeah. written by yeah. um, a list of people, and it, yeah. people weren't, you know, people on panel shows weren't just spontaneously hilarious um, wow. and uh, so yes I, I, I didn't hear any more so learning that. that Santa was, was made up yeah. the same year yeah, so, yeah. Well, so I, I, I applied yeah. I uh, apparently failed and uh, it was my then girlfriend now wife who said well you should ask for feedback find out where you went wrong and uh, and that's where I found out that probably the one important lesson in all these things is I got the feedback was oh no it was fine sorry I just didn't have time to email you back and we kind of forgot about it and uh, there was wasn't enough room um, how about we get you in next series yeah. right. and so if I hadn't asked for feedback yeah. Uh, yeah. as to why I was so goddamn awful yeah. I would never have got yeah. that first yeah. foot in the door you, you could power so. a small country on yeah. the uh, paranoia of uh, yes. writers <laughs> yeah, that's it. as they yeah. wait. Uh, for the email to come back that, uh, that, that the lack of almost certainly shows that they are useless, yeah. pathetic, yeah. worthless, um, <laughs> which is what we all, we all go through. This. Yeah, and it is worth asking yeah. for feedback in a, um, you know, whenever you do, if you do approach someone and, uh, and they take it at face value and they say they'll get back to you and they don't, it is, it is okay mm-hmm. to, after a few weeks, to say, I know you're busy, but did you actually have any thoughts on that thing? And then you, I mean, I've, I've had this half a dozen times with, with stuff that I've sort of said I'll take a look at. And then I've realised my, my filing system is basically an email is marked as unread until I've dealt with it. And occasionally it gets marked as read. And then I had somebody the other day say, what did you think about that script? I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I will read it in 48 hours, give you extensive notes. I will do all the things. Um, so, you know, these things do just... And I think from the outside, it looks like that everybody on the inside knows exactly what they're doing and is incredibly efficient. But given that the four of us in this room are part of this system, we know that this is not true. Oh, God, no. mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we are all a walking shambles. <laughs> Did you, so presumably, you know, your, your background in fringe theatre gave you a big advantage, as you hinted at earlier, the fact that you were able to write and write and write. And yes, and you can and, just and learn. chuck stuff out and try yeah. to put it on. I mean, the, 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 then the subsequent lessons to that now uh, and I think Laura touched on it very briefly just there, and, and I think it's worth overstating again, especially if we're talking in the context of um, 
submitting to Newsjack and things mm. like that is everything can always be shorter. Yeah. Like yeah. by by a third. Yeah. yeah. And that, that I think that yeah, applies yeah. that applies to novels, <laughs> yeah. screenplays, and even well, a three a three page long sketch can be a t- uh, can be a better two page. Yeah, long I sketch. mentioned on the last podcast actually that we had when we talked to the uh, online comedy judge mm. where the, for the Writers Guild, Neil Forsyth, Neil Forsyth, yeah. and you know the, the the winner had to be was only about three minutes long or one and a half minutes, and he said you know you can always cut, you can always cut, and later that same day I was talking to a friend who's a, a novelist about writing novels and she said the main thing you want to do you've got to cut you've got to cut yeah. so everybody says it whether it's a yeah. one and a half minute sketch or yeah. an 80,000 word novel editing yeah. editing is Keep really important cutting. so um, yeah. goodbye <laughs> <laughs>
there is an element of dread about reading that pile. But actually, whenever I was reading stuff like that, I was always just like, maybe the next sketch will be brilliant. Maybe the next sketch can go in without editing. Yeah. Because then I'll go be able to go home earlier. Well, that's it. If it's been made as easy as possible yeah. for people, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, but it's there two is, pages There is a genuine desire. And a you're, page you know, and you're, and especially because you guys are, you know, all the salaries that work for the year, you're not just thinking, well, here is a good sketch and I must destroy it. I'm going to delete it because, you know, no, that no. just doesn't happen, no, does it? No. And, genu- and, and quite genuinely, we are sat in writers' rooms with people who are there because, for the last two series, they've had they've had they've had material on, yeah. and then they get invited in, and and then we're all part of an e- totally yeah. equal writers' yeah. room, yeah. Um, generating material yeah. together. So and many of those people didn't go to Oxbridge. God no. Haven't yeah. done an Edinburgh show. No. Nope. Didn't. No. Nope. You know, they just had no contact, and they're just sort of by yeah. sheer talent of writing. Absolutely. Have yeah. got their way they've into. They've all got day jobs. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of a change from when I started back in the 80s when anyone could just walk in off the street. <laughs> and, uh, security's sort of changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah the BBC view yes. of security yeah. is a... As if the IRA didn't give the BBC enough cause for concern, they still let people wander in off the street. Yeah. And some of the people that were let in off the street were, you know... Just there for the free coffee and biscuits? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the yeah. heating. <laughs> yeah. you know, and a washroom, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But then they went on to have their own series. How the control of the BBC. Yes, yes exactly. How Yentop <laughs> came in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of the commission, you sort of go from sort of being just sending stuff in from the outside to getting the producer to email you back, you know, to say keep going, as it were, or somebody. And then it sort of, and then you might get invited in, but there's no promise of money necessarily. But it's sort of access and a chance to improve. Well, I mean, if you get invited into the writers' yeah. room, you're, you're that, like that time, that day um, is so you spend a Monday yeah. in the writers' room. Yeah. You'll be asked to bring in, yeah. maybe four or five sketch yeah. ideas, yeah. for which you'll be asked to write either yeah. two yeah. or three, yeah. and then one of them, yeah. or possibly even two of them, might yeah. get in the show. I've never yeah. got more than one sketch in that. <laughs> so did yeah. Jack, I must yeah. admit. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but you are pay, you're paid for that day yeah. in the... Uh, oh, that's great. Okay. That's slightly disheartening for the uh, people uh, who aren't commissioned to know, because they, their deadline is, is noon on Monday, yeah. isn't on it? Monday, so, yeah. so that's But it. in one sense, it's yeah. heartening, because like you've got this opportunity, yeah. and the people who get the advantages are those who've worked hard and the disadvantages they've spent their weekend writing stuff yeah. Mm. Yeah. and you know there is a clear what's great about it is that there is a a clear sense of progression based on the stuff you write yeah and that if you're a writer and a non-performing writer particularly that's sort of what you want really isn't it yeah because I mean because otherwise I think it, it is hard to get into this industry if you don't perform mm. um, and I think this is a, a really good way in um, so, so they, they, so you're getting stuff in. I mean, you're, are you reading stuff that's coming in submitted by non-commissioned writers and people, or is it parceled up? We will be. I think we yeah. will, be will be when, be when it comes series, out. I think it's, yeah. it's Thursday. Stuff, stuff starts yeah. coming in, and the, de- the yeah. deadline is next Monday. So that's part of your job. That you are yeah. kind of that there are there are specific script editors as well. Aren't yes. There? Yeah. 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 So, but so you're kind of. Um, that there's so much stuff presumably that, that it needs more than yeah absolutely well they, they I mean they can get hundreds of we can get hundreds of submissions can't we yeah. and I know that certainly quite often yeah. the department will get involved in reading stuff as well so yeah. so yeah. certainly in the first couple of weeks yeah. 
Have you done that before on previous series? Uh, I haven't done it on BBC. I've done it on other shows, so yeah. I've read over uh, sketches and, and offered edits and things and like what's that. And what's your take on the stuff that's submitted and what, what mistakes are people making Apart that you see? Too long. Too long is too the long. classic one, yeah. Too long, too racist. Too racist, you mean that could be something... Yeah, I mean, you've got to get that racist. perfect balance. Again, <laughs> yeah. think yeah. about your audience yeah. Yeah. and uh, decide how right racist level of racism. Yeah. 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 I think... Um, about the French, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not right. I think if you, I think you need to be clear with your target is is one of the pieces of advice I would give. So if you are writing a sketch about, you know, whatever the sketches that you're writing, choose your target and and stick to it. You mm. know, when you're reading sketches that have, you know, maybe two targets, mm. um, it, it just gets a bit confused. So yeah. so really mm. be clear with where you're going. Yeah. Um, the moment you have two targets, you're now competing with two lots of other people's sketches. Yeah. as well if, you, yeah. if you're doing if in this week you know Trump is at Davos I think yeah. and then he was also on Piers Morgan mm. so if you try to do both in yeah. one yeah. then there might already be a decent sketch about the Piers Morgan thing and so that oh, we're going to get you to rewrite it but with only the one thing and then mm. suddenly it feels like work. And also there'll probably only be one voice artist in the cast as yeah. well, so if you've got two impressions in one, yeah. Yeah. sketch it does become a little bit harder. Yeah. And, and, again, and again you know that by listening to the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it and yeah. the, the thing to bear in mind with the cast is it will be, there'll be two male voices, there'll mm. be two female voices, so if you're writing a sketch and you've written three men already, someone's going to have to rewrite that yeah. to make that yeah. Fit. So and it's not even just, and it also demonstrates that you haven't actually listened to the you show. Haven't listened to the yeah. show yeah. Well, you have listened, but maybe you haven't done, gone that extra mile of, mm, yeah. of detail, which you do need yeah. to, to do with the, um, with, yeah. if you are planning to write for it. Mm. So, yeah, do your research yeah. and keep it short. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, uh, that, that's always been, I, I always thought that was the kind of unbreakable rule yeah. of writing topical sketch comedy was you know you have one thing you yeah. have the one that what the one thing it's about but i noticed that uh, newsoids uh, was an itv sketch show briefly a couple of years ago and that uh, that was the first time i'd ever seen a show that put to, that what would have more than one story in a sketch right. it seemed to work for that but yeah. but certainly at this stage in your writing career i would say yeah one thing that's definitely yeah uh, st a good strong point. Yeah. Um, I also tend to find when I read a lot of sketches that they're, they're, there's always a, a often there's a very good idea. It's a great idea. What if this person was such and such? But then that that's it basically. Mm. It needs oh, yeah, punchlines are good. It needs yeah. a twist, an extra twist yeah. as well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. That gets you to the punchline. Do you yeah. get? The, do you find that? Um, do, you, do, do you find that? I mean, that was something that I found a lot of reading. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that it, while you were saying that, it occurred to me the other thing is it would be, it's always really good to end on a gag, you know, really mm. get a, a big laugh at the end, I would say, is, yeah. a, is a fairly key, make, well, because I, I, so many yeah. of them sort of fizzle out yeah. and you've got, or, you know, fade to I end, say, and it's just not. Yeah, yeah, because you can't use it like that. No, it doesn't work, certainly not radio, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and therefore, and I used to talk, you know, spoke on this podcast before when I was a script editor for recorded for training purposes, if there was a really good sketch, and they didn't have a punchline, my initial reaction was like, oh, I've got to think of a punchline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that makes me sort of 15% less likely yeah. to want to use the sketch. <laughs> yes. But it's true, because also, if I've got if I've got 30 sketches to choose from, yeah. and 15 of them have got really good punchlines, I'm just going to choose the ones with punchlines. 
So just spend that extra time getting that proper yeah. end line. And even if it's not right, it's better that you've got something than nothing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it is the hardest thing, and which is why, you know, we are, we are sitting next to the Monty Python room, mm. and this is why Python didn't bother with punchlines. Because <laughs> yes. they're really hard. <laughs> hard. Yeah. Yes. You know, and nor did the Far Show, nor did Smack the Pony. Yeah. Lots of sketches, but, but the two Ronnies did. Yeah. And the mainstream mm. stuff has got to have that. Mm. And if you look at the writers who wrote for the two Ronnies, who then went on people like John Sullivan and David Rennick, yeah. who go on to become the best, yeah. the best comedy writers in the business, yeah. and that, that that does tell yeah. you something about how important it is to to go that extra few minutes of mm. tearing your hair out. I mean, that's mm. why you know I had a full head of hair <laughs> when I started out this morning. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. Kind of, I think the other thing for, for yeah. news, Jack, is that again even in 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 real terms, it's been around for a long time. It's had yeah. a lot of different hosts, and like, as you say, yeah. Angela's now bedded in. I think a lot of people listen in for her monologues and things like that that have an identity. Yeah. In radio, in radio, especially on Radio Four Extra, and in the kind of Radio Four terms, you're still young. It has now, unless something is twenty or thirty yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. That we've, you know, you've got shows like Just a Minute that have a massive audience that's been going for fifty years. Yeah. The News Quiz has been going for forty years. Those yeah. kind of things. Newsjack doesn't quite have that following, and you're also writing for a live audience who will be people who've got free tickets and will be sat there in the radio theatre. So you'll have 400 people that will potentially laugh at your jokes. And the best thing to do is to try and make them laugh. Yeah. And they are potentially already a little bit disappointed that they didn't get tickets for just a minute. Or yeah. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Yeah. So they're possibly going to see something that they wouldn't normally, yeah. that wouldn't normally listen to or wouldn't normally go to. And so if you can win them round, yeah. if you can win round the audience in the room, it's then you've got more chance of making the edit. I think it is worth thinking very much in those terms. Yeah. Think of the audience in the room, because I remember when I was starting out writing sketches, I mean, I'd sort of written stuff, and again, getting experience through doing live stuff. When they start reading your sketch, holy moly, your heart is in your mouth and you're waiting for, mm. for those laughs. And if they don't come, you just feel, you know, you want the earth to swallow you up. Yeah. Um, you know, and usually it's, you know, the, 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 the team are pretty good at making sure that nothing gets to that stage which is going to bomb, you know, and usually there's some good stuff in it and it might cut down okay, but overall, but it's worth thinking, don't think about it, don't think about the listener at home on their own, think about the two, three, four hundred people in that dreadful radio theatre, which is such a bad, the audience are sitting so far back. Mm. It's, I mean, compared to the drill hall, which is where I've done almost everything, oh, it's just, I mean, the, the actual atmos of well, radio, I love the radio is great. Um, it's yeah. a tough room. So, you know, lots of people, tough room. You've got a great cast who are going to give it the beans, but it is worth thinking when you're writing your sketches, you know, let's make, let's, they're not filing blanks, let's give them some live ammunition. Uh, talking of security at the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, think you've. Um, and what is it that you? What mistakes are you making now that you wish you could stop doing? Is there anything that you're just thinking? Why do I keep doing X, Y, well, and Z? I should be bloody writing jokes, not keep doing interviews with podcasts. Now we've got uh, Stuart Goldsmith out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's right. interview you yeah, about your stand-up career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other stuff that you're sort of burning to? Uh, it, what, yeah, what, what do you know now that you just wish you'd known two, three, five, yeah. seven years ago? 
I've made money in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, that's no small thing to know that yeah. is you have to do it because you want to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's not true. There is there is money in it. There is money in it. In it. Yeah. But if you're to... Richard Curtis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, but until you're Richard Curtis, yeah. make sure you're drinking Sam Smith's pub. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that's true. But as in, do you but go to the pub afterwards? That's oh, what yeah, I that's say. a great piece I think of there advice. are there are three strands to being a successful comedy writer. Well, and it's probably something like write funny jokes. Yeah. yeah. Turn up on time. Yeah. And be a bit of a laugh in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yes, know. Right. yeah, yeah. People yeah. like you, they'll yeah. laugh you yeah. back. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but all that stuff is, you know, we talked, yeah. to, I think, with Carrie Quinlan about that uh, uh, last year, where you, she was saying that just being around Absolutely. makes quite a big difference. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard if you're if you're a nurse and living in Sheffield, um, but if you can take a day off or get your shift so that you can actually come down to the recording, yeah, um, you know, you'll know who the writers are because <laughs> they look like writers. Yeah. So you'll find them. They'll be sitting <laughs> whinging in the corner. Absolutely, or <laughs> laughing incredibly loud at their own jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I laugh incredibly loudly at. Everybody. Yes. It was me thinking I was just naturally fine. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but actually knowing that it's not about the money, because I think people do get slightly hung up on money and career quite early, and getting an agent, which you mentioned before. And actually, you have to do it because you love comedy. Absolutely. And you love jokes. Particularly radio is not, you know, radio is obviously notoriously not well paid. So, but that, you know, if you're doing it and you love it, then that's a good place to start. At the end of the day, you wake up in the morning and go, someone's paying me money to sit around writing jokes all day. (laughs) You'll be able to listen to that whole interview with Laura and Mike over at our Patreon page where it will be free for you to listen to. But do please consider joining and helping the show so that we can make it better and better. We've gone weekly for now and we'll see how long we can keep that up for and your support will help that for sure. Also on the Patreon page you'll find details of a live show and a meet-up in March at the Bill Murray in Angel in London. That's free for Patreon subscribers. Um, Just Google Sitcom Geeks Patreon and uh, you'll find us. Also find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Right now we're going to hear from Adnan, one of the producers of Newsjack, who'll talk us through the nuts and bolts. What is the secret of getting a sketch onto Newsjack? The six million dollar question. I think for me, uh, what I've seen, I've done um, three series now, and for me actually the main thing is persistence. And I think um, what we tend to see is the people who submit every week and who get into that routine are the people who who are, in all honesty, increasing their chances of getting on the show. Mm. Um, And also their also increasing their chances that it'll be recognised by us and that we'll yeah. start saying oh so and so's really good and yeah. you know conscientious and sending yeah. stuff in every week uh, conscientious that's interesting that's I think not a word so. we've had before yeah. I think that's a really good one to bear in mind yeah because I think I, I, I always feel like it's, it's kind of um, there might well be uh, a sketch that someone submits in week one which is a good sketch but we, it's it's a premise or an idea that we've seen loads of, mm. so we can't take that forward. Um, but it's all sort of noted somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's subconscious, yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. such a sort of yeah. kick bollocks scramble show. Yeah. And we're not necessarily yeah. noting everyone's you know, yeah. names down on a piece of paper, but I think this is all 
uh, ways of kind yeah. of getting to be uh, known to producers, yeah. other people in the department. If I quickly break down, in terms of how the show is kind of put together, mm-hmm. we get a whole shed load of submissions of uh, sketches, uh, say 600 in week one, wow. we visit of sketches. Yeah. And they're read across our department. So, you know, uh, 10, 12 people within the BBC comedy department mm. are reading sketches and starting to filter those down. Mm. So if you imagine that process is a way for you to kind of be seen. Yeah. If you think as well, for most writers, if you would say to them, you will get, if you submit material, someone in BBC comedy will read it. They will yeah. take that as a deal. Yeah. Exactly. You could do that every week yeah, for yeah. six weeks of the run and start yeah, getting known to people. Yeah, that, that's. And I think it's because, as you said, because it is just such a scramble to get a topical show on. Mm-hmm. There isn't great. There isn't a huge um, matrix somewhere of everyone's name being thing and ha- and they're they're not being graded yes. every week to how they're doing. Yeah. But therefore, the way to punch through that is that if you just consistently keep getting noticed, even if you don't get your stuff on. Yeah. That that will be noticed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think you'll get better as a yeah. writer as well. You'll yeah. sharpen your own instincts. And yeah. I think the key as well is just to listen to the show, think about what we're... But I think actually, slightly contradict myself, listen to the show, but I think one of the slight uh, uh, mistakes that people make is thinking, oh, they like that sketch yeah. about so-and-so, let's do a very close version of that. Right, but right. really what we're looking for each week is to be surprised. Yeah. So, you know, if we can find a new take on a prevailing subjects so for example week four or five of the run mm. we still probably need to talk about things like Donald Trump and yeah. Brexit but we're looking for a yeah. different angle yeah we so, will still be leaving the EU yeah. in, in yeah. five Absolutely. to six weeks yeah. time yeah. and we, we do fact, get yeah it could have been having this conversation a year ago couldn't we? yeah yeah, yeah. It's the same yeah. Stories. Exactly the same yeah. Stories. absolutely and what we're yeah. looking for then is what's the current take I mean and when you say a topic like that it's, it's in constant flux isn't it so when yeah. you talk about Brexit Right now, you're talking about negotiations. You're talking about where's Theresa May. You know, there's there's always yeah. uh, what's Labour's position on it. Yeah. There's always different ways in to a subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we ever say don't write about a particular thing, mm-hmm. but just always think about what's the current take. What's a surprising angle? Yeah. Uh, and and also what's uh, an angle that's perhaps not the prevailing view among yeah. comedy writers, which yeah. is a left wing perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know, we want to see across the spectrum yeah uh, I mean it's a responsibility of this show really that yeah. we're not just coming at it from one particular yeah. party's angle yeah so it's worth just thinking of not just original concepts but original angles I think is, is being right wing in fact yes that might help yes <laughs> yeah. occasionally yeah. for some funnily enough when sketches come in sometimes this might sound counterintuitive but sometimes the premise is what hits you yeah. it's a really good yeah. idea for a sketch and you almost feel like some of the jokes can be added later. Obviously, yeah. we want as many yeah, jokes as no, possible. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. yeah. And you just think, oh, what a great idea. They yeah. haven't actually executed it well. Yeah. But there's something here to build on. Oh, I'll give you a good example. This is a couple of series ago now, but mm-hmm. there was a sketch about Eddie Izzard and uh, someone, it, so this is a, tr- tr- a real story, that someone took his beret off his head and ran off with it and the police somehow got involved. But the sketch premise was that Eddie Izzard was at a police station and giving a description of the person who took his beret yes. and it was all kind of, oh, they were covered in bees and they were wearing an octopus head. And immediately you just go, great, that's a right. sketch. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a different, yeah. it's, it's a topic that's not, it's an interesting original 
story, yeah. i.e. one that we haven't got a million yeah. times that week. Yeah. It's a funny angle. Yeah. You've got a big character to play. You can yeah. see it working in front of an yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. All those things where you start going yeah. tick, tick, tick. tick, tick. Yeah. And often, like I say, myself and the co-producer will just go, oh, we've got one here. And we'll yeah. go, oh, we think this will work. And yeah. it's really vindicating for you as a producer when yeah. you can see it. Yeah. You read out on the Monday morning, and then on the Wednesday night, it's in front of an audience yeah. really well. Yeah, so that yeah, sort yeah. of shows that there yeah. is a bit of a, a logic to yeah. it as well. Yeah. In that instance, just from a technical point of view, would you, let's say they've, they've, they've come up with that great idea, but they've actually executed it poorly, partly through, they just made a choice, and partly because they've experienced. Would you, with your, because it's so fast, would you just go, great, um, thank you for that sketch. We're gonna, I'm gonna get the in-house guys to rewrite that so that we can take it up to standard. Or would you give them a swing at, at um, rewriting it? Unfortunately, we don't have the ability to give notes and get yeah. the original writer to have another pass. As it's much just as too, yeah. It's, it's just too. The nature of the topicality, yeah, yeah. A time. So, so what we do on a Monday night is we pass over the shortlisted sketches. Mm. So as I was saying, everyone in the department. Not everyone, but a lot of people in the department will be reading sketches and yeah. trying to find the best stuff. They will then, uh, we will then turn over um, the best, say, 30 or 40 sketches mm. to the script editors and all make notes. Yeah. On the Tuesday morning is when we get together and go, oh, we really like that sketch. That's, yeah. you know, that's got a lot to it, or perhaps that didn't quite work. Yeah. And we, you know, we're really even handed about. Mm just wanting the best sketches yeah. to go forward. Yeah, funniest wins. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we just uh, be a little bit slightly boring and technical at this point, just, just, just to, to get the uh, timetable in people's heads yeah. properly? Because so, uh, you record on Wednesday and then the show goes out on Thursday. So so Friday is sort of day one of the next show, isn't it? Uh, so for your, yeah, some for your uh, non-commissioned writers, they have to be... Their, their deadline is Monday at Monday. Monday yeah. at noon, is that right? Yeah, so Monday at noon for, uh, for sketches. sketches. And Tuesday at noon for one-liners. One-liners. So they've kind of so they've kind of got to they've got to listen to the show on Thursday night to make sure that yeah. so, that, so they're not going to write something that's already yeah. you've yeah. already done. So it's kind of Friday is day one to really start. You, you could be looking for things a few days before, but yes. really you're looking from Friday between Friday and Monday. So really, you're if you haven't got any spare time over the weekend, then you kind of have to forget it. Yeah, morning, yeah. You? It's basically a weekend job or a so Monday night doing one-liners. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think w that's interesting. I think, like you say, you should always be across the news that weekend. Yeah. Having talked to writers, um, I think for me what sometimes works best is if you're looking, having ideas, but then Sunday, if you can, set aside that time as like a writing day for sketches. Right. Because then then you're starting to feel, then you're starting to get a feeling for what stories might still yeah. be covered by the following Thursday. Yeah. Or if you're, um, or if you're a, um, for whatever reason, better in the mornings, hmm. or a strict Sabbatarian, um, I, I try not to work on Sundays um, because of my religious faith. Yeah. But um, actually, I, this week I worked. I got up and worked from seven a.m. on a Monday yes. and got two hours of work done by nine. And actually, I felt really fresh and motivated. And yeah. actually, if you'd listen to the Today program, as it were, 
and just got a sense of what's still news from the weekend, yes, that yeah. might be a better time yeah. uh, for you, depending on what your shifts are like or your religious affiliations, or maybe you don't work on Saturdays because you're a yeah. <laughs> but you can probably, um, based on your yeah. your, your version of that timetable, yeah. uh, you could um, you could uh, be uh, have like Friday and Saturday of just kind of filtering ideas. Absolutely, your yeah, head, absolutely. really. And yeah. so, so yeah. that's so by the time you you yeah. uh, get to your desk or laptop yeah. or whatever it's a Sunday morning or afternoon, you've already got. Yeah, and, and and there's a limit. You can only send two sketches. Is that correct? Yeah, two sketches and. I suppose that's another thing as well where... So that's 300 people sending you two sketches, pretty much? Uh, I'd say, yes, that's about right. Yeah, yeah 300 yeah. people sending two sketches. So what I would say is that what I think you often get is um, people perhaps overwrite. Yeah. So absolutely, it's brilliant that they're invested in the show and that they've worked really hard. But sometimes they've written five six pages yeah and it's just too much yeah yeah if you think about what the ideal sketch is mm. in terms of putting it in front of an audience yeah. it's no more than three pages it's yeah. very you know and it, and it does tend to as you guys know it tends to work on the basis of you set out that initial idea the premise yeah there's uh, some funny business around it some funny characters and then you have a twist yeah and then you pretty much you're done yeah and that really tends to work on the basis of about three pages. And then mm -hmm. it's amazing how often this happens when you actually edit it down. So on the Thursday we do our edit, they, they not always, but mo mo more often than not, they come in around a two minute mark once you've edited yeah. them down. And that's like the sort of uh, yeah. time frame you should be aiming for. So I often say to people, just read it out loud. And if you're reading it out loud and it's four and a half minutes, probably need to edit down you yeah know? yeah i'd um, say from a word count to people that uh, i think if it's if it's approaching 500 words you it's too long and you need to be nearer 400 yeah words than 500 including the names yeah. of people and, and, and effects and everything yeah. so and absolutely we want to see yeah. you know as many gags as yeah. possible and for you to show that you've developed an yeah. idea but at the same time Short and sharp is better, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. and 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 we can then go great. There's a brilliant idea here. Let's build on the stuff that's coming. I've got a blog post which I'll try and link to in the show notes or something about how uh, just ways to really buff up your sketches. One way is just you know, but this is particularly important that the premise is crystal clear. So just worth thinking: Can I set my premise up faster and more clearly? because um, you, you might actually trip over trying to make a joke as you do it. It might be easier just to state the premise and then do the jokes. And then just work out every single line needs to be either a joke or a setup to a joke or a bit of a bit of exposition that you just simply have to have. Yes. But if it's not one of those three, you know, delete it. Ideally it should be two of those three. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and, and you just and the was just saying to the um uh, to Nora and, and um and Mike, the um you just need to make sure you do have that punchline because if you don't write it, somebody else is going to have to. Yeah, it's just extra work, really, isn't it? We really do recommend to all writers as well come to a recording if you can because then you can see yeah. how yeah. things are brought to life. And I think that's the amazing thing about the show is that something comes in comes in on a Monday morning, yeah. is then in front of three hundred people in the radio theatre on a Wednesday night, which yeah. is brilliant. And you can kind of see what works, what doesn't work, and and you know it's quite a exhilarating yeah. thing to have, yeah. especially if your sketch yeah. makes it through that week yeah. to be in front of an audience. Really. How much? Um, so there are various um, stages where the script is slightly 
get shorter and shorter. Yes. Um, when you start your re so finally you, you have a read through script presumably that you start with at lunchtime on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. How many how many pages is that, or how many how many sketches roughly? Is yeah. That? So, so as I was saying, so on the if you imagine we get say five six hundred in. Yeah. On the Monday night, we've broken that down to about forty. Um, that then gets sifted down to about twenty, right. which the script editors are working on the Tuesday. Yeah. Do you also uh, have some commission writers who are also adding on the script? The, the commission writers pretty much feed into that. Uh, okay. On the Monday, right. So and everything's considered on the same basis. We're not saying. Okay. If anything, what we want is for non-com yeah. writers to get through more yeah. than yeah. Yeah. the commission ones. In people a way. really don't believe that. Honestly, people really we don't. don't believe that the BBC wants people to win. They want people. Yeah, absolutely. To, to, they want new voices to be and, heard. And I, and I don't think this uh, would offend anyone by saying if we have a straight choice, for example, in the edit between someone who's, you know, a commissioned writer versus a non-com who might have never got something on the air before yeah. straight choice I'd go with the person who hasn't yeah. got something on the air before absolutely that absolutely is, is that, that's what the show is for uh, it's for yeah. to encourage yeah. that presumably a lot of the people who are commissioned writers now have, were non-com writers fairly recently absolutely yeah and it's um, it's the whole process is to bring those people through and to yeah, encourage probably. but yeah just to answer the question yeah. sorry I've slightly gone off track is that I'd say we go into an actual read through with about 15 sketches Okay. Um, so, so we do cut a few on the Wednesday morning yeah. and say that doesn't quite work. Um, and we, we have give more time to fix it, so uh, give it a go. Yeah, and we, we, you know, we're obviously keen to give something as much of a chance as mm. possible, but at a certain point, yeah. you do you've got you to make a choice. Have, you have to make a choice. And then after the read through, perhaps one or two then get cut before we perform it in front of an mm. audience. Right. Because audience attention spans are fairly short. Yeah, it's a lot of diminishing returns. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, perhaps 12 or 13 is the max that you can put in front of an audience. Yeah, and yeah. so you're recording how long, roughly, before you, when you sit down to, to edit it the next day? We have a record, including Andrew's monologue and various bits of pieces, probably about 50 minutes. Right. And right. from that, we're getting the 28 minute show. Yeah. So um, you're losing quite a lot of sketches from. From yeah. The uh, overnight from overnight, even if they don't, yeah. if they all go really well, you're going to have to lose three or four sketches yeah. that went really well, aren't you? And that can be tough. But what we're trying to do, obviously, within the edit, is balance mm. topics, things we're talking about, yeah. cast members, so, so that yeah. everyone gets their nice moment in the sun. They yeah. got a good, uh, yeah. you know, nice. They had a nice character in that yeah. one. Obviously trying to balance you know writers and every, there's lots of and again it may be that you you two weeks in a row from from a standing start from your um from your flat in in uh, newcastle on time you've written two sketches that have made it to the final recording yeah and have both and have been cut both times and just haven't quite made their grade absolutely and you know but mm. but it's but you you as a producer have noticed who that person yes. is and you might actually email them just to say your stuff's actually making it, but yeah. it hasn't gone out, and so keep, please keep going. Yeah, and absolutely, that 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 is not to be. You shouldn't be discouraged no. getting to that point. Yeah, that's as you could tell. You, hmm. Yeah, you've got if you've got through say the five six hundred sketches we get each yeah. week to that point. Yeah, that means you're doing loads of things right. Uh, it's just unfortunately there's 
you know, sometimes there's various things mm. that mean that we just have to focus on, yeah. you know, yeah. we have to make editorial decisions that mean yeah. that we can't necessarily, obviously we go with the funniest stuff, yeah. but there's also other things to But then occasionally also something might happen on the next day, which mm. means that a sketch about this now seems weird because it hasn't referenced Absolutely, the yeah. latest development yeah. of so-and-so has now just resigned yeah. and therefore the sketch doesn't have that. And so yes. now it just, yeah. <laughs> Been. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the way it goes, isn't it? Because your yeah. obligation is to the audience fr fundamentally. Yeah. at home listening. Yeah, mm. and, and and like you say, I do, uh, or myself and the others do, do often drop writers a line just to go, "This is great. You're really uh, on the right track. Yeah. You didn't quite work this week." But yeah, it is yeah. because, um, and I think, I think it seems to actually sometimes I think it's a really encouraging thing because so many writers you I, I completely empathize with the fact that you're sat sending something what might seemingly be into the ether like yeah. who is reading this but I right. can assure you every single submission gets read and mm. treated seriously and we are opening every single one yeah. going this is gonna be great you know yeah. we really want it to be great yeah. Yeah. and it might feel like why am I doing this is a waste of yeah. my time but absolutely if you have that uh, ability to, to keep going mm. it'll be great for you as a writer yeah. but also it's you know there's potential to yeah. grow and, and to be sort and of then to also be writing on dead ringers and writing for um, the news quiz and yeah to, that is a pathway and that's where that. and that's probably one of the main areas that people are coming from is it in terms of there must be sort of 15 20 writers yeah floating around here doing these sorts of things yeah it's a, as you guys know it's a particular skill isn't it writing for radio mm. and Newsjack is one of our key ways as a department to mm, identify yeah. new people. Uh, there are other ways. Obviously, we go to Edinburgh every mm. year and scout talent and agents sometimes put people forward and yeah. things like that. But on the whole, if you are uh, a new writer, this is a way, like I said, yeah. to be seen, mm. for your stuff to be read and to be treated on a level playing field. Yeah. And from that, you know, you can build... Yeah. And we do observe those names. And for example, there's uh, various names that I've sort of seen send their first sketch through. You can see that they have real talent and yeah. real potential. And then I'll, as a Newsjack producer, will say to the news quiz producer or now show producer, um, mm. I'd recommend these people. I yeah. mean, another example is a show Pam Ayres is doing. Yeah. Now, Pam Ayres is a you know, Radio 4 sort of mainstay. Uh, as a sort of more traditional voice, but she's also asking mm. new writers to submit stuff. So we're constantly able to sort of um, put people forward. Yeah. And yeah. it's a way to sort of uh, give some structure to yeah. that because otherwise, I think, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know where to go. But with yeah. Newsjack, people within BBC Comedy go, oh, we need a new person for this, yeah. or have you seen anyone recently? Yeah. And, and, B yeah, and BBC Radio is making more comedy than anybody else, yeah. probably by a factor of five together. or six. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. therefore, you've got you know two or three shows a day going out, and even if it's one, if it's a comedian, very rarely have they written the whole thing themselves. Yes, mm. and there are extra writers, and this this is the place to, and this is, and this is the way into that yes. world, especially if you're not the sort of person that wants to put on their own show at the Edinburgh Fringe, and be sort of groomed for, for Jack Whitehall career yes. path which is fine but there are plenty of people who'd rather not be on television or on the radio who just love writing jokes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, can I go uh, just going back to these 600 sketches or so that you, you received what's um, the uh, 
what, what are the sort of most frequent uh, errors that I think that you, that you see? So too long was one of them. Yeah. Too long. Um, I'd say just making sure that you just have as many gags as possible and, mm. and not having like a, like I say, it sort of comes back to too long, but a sort of convoluted setup mm. or it's very much a case of just getting in and out. Um, ha- making sure that the intro is punchy and in, mm. and in Angela's voice. Because okay. um, we can rewrite the intros, but it's another thing for you to be thinking about yeah. as a writer. And yeah. another thing that we're looking at is being able to write in someone else's voice. Yeah. So... Angela's very distinct and clear about mm. her style as a stand-up. She's quite self-deprecating, yeah. willing to take the piss out of herself. Yeah. So that's a good guide for like the intro. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about different topics, really, just going quite deep into when you when you've got the newspaper in front of you or you're you know clicking from link to link online. Just think about what are the interesting different angles on subjects mm. and can you do a really interesting technology story can you do a brilliant sports story mm. uh, sports sketch which in all honesty is a bit of a holy grail for the show because every week we go oh we're not getting enough sport you know that is a category for yeah. the show yeah. uh, it's a hard one to nail but absolutely think in those terms um, yes and it's, it's thinking of sports sketches for uh, an audience who are a mixture of interest levels in sport. Yes. So you're you're looking for sport. You you, you know you, you'd want a Ben Stokes yes. sketch yeah. um, when when he was scoring the thing. Yeah. It needs to feel crickety. Yes. But equally, it doesn't require that you knew that he scored 113 at Henley yes. two years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. But then maybe your Ben Stokes sketch is like a takeoff of Twelve Angry Men. Yes. You know, and it's all a jumping yeah. off point. It's yeah. all that way of thinking of kind of going. It might. It yeah. just adds a different texture to the yeah. show because obviously we don't want to just be the same. And that was your topic. way in, wasn't it? You wrote lots. You wrote quite a lot of sports exactly, sketches yes. with Pete Sinclair back in the day. We are we uh, a joint love of cricket, and that was back in week ending. And uh, of course, everybody who listened to Radio Four in 1983 was a cricket fan. Yeah, so absolutely. So we were able. We were able to just write very specific. Yeah. Yes. Um, we did know that we were not Ben yeah. Stokes, but we knew that Jeffrey Boycott had scored. Yeah. Hundred hundreds. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and both of them had done something amazing. Exactly. Um, he's from Yeovil, of course. Um, <laughs> the uh, just the last thing to say is um, we uh, we think that the submissions tend to fall off as the series goes on. You're getting six hundred in week one. Yeah. What are you, what are you getting on week six? Uh, last series we got about um, three hundred. Although weirdly. It dipped in even more in week five and then had a little bit of a bounce oh, okay. in week six. So week five so is a really one. one week five from. is probably the one. But yeah. clearly, if you can keep that dedication up yeah. to sending stuff in, your chances will increase just yeah. incrementally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and therefore, in a sense, you just need to be professional about it. Because yeah. if it's something that you actually want to do and do professionally, yes. well, start. Yes, yeah. absolutely, and and, and you're I just do. not going to get paid for it. Well, yeah, and I sometimes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes. You are slightly taking a flyer in that in yeah. that sense, mm. but the whole nature of topical shows is that I always liken it to it's like producing a newspaper. So you know, journalists turn yeah. up every day and they write the stories, don't they? Then they, mm. they put them in, and there is the certain element of mm. just turning up. Yeah. You know, it's that Woody Allen thing: ninety percent of life is turning success is showing up so if you're able to do that you increase your chances does it guarantee you'll get stuff on air of course not but you're you're increasing your chances and undoubtedly getting better as a writer so 
the reason why we say that is it's true and the people who tend to be seen mm. or emerge from Newsjack as a process are the people who are really diligent about yeah. sending stuff in because they, they're not only increasing their chances but you know we do yeah. recognise names that crop up repeatedly and you know as great as it is to write a killer sketch one week if you can write a very good sketch for four or five weeks yeah. then then as producers we start going oh that person's you know yeah. we should invite them yeah. in I'd love to see what he or she has you know yeah. to say or you know to see more from them yeah. um, and it, although it's simple it's true